0: Hello and welcome to the Aviation Pros podcast. I'm Christina Marsh, editor of Airport Business, and today I'm joined by Houston Airport Systems COO, Jim Sesnick, to talk about Houston International Airport's International Terminal Redevelopment Program, a project designed to meet the increasing demand for international air travel that includes three critical elements, renovating Terminal D, an expansion with a new D-West Pier, and processor building. So, Jim, there's a lot of exciting things happening at the Houston International Airport, the International Terminal Redevelopment Program, and the United Airlines Terminal B Redevelopment Project. Let's talk a little bit about these projects. First, let's break down the three elements of the International Terminal Redevelopment Program. What can folks expect?
1: Yeah, so, sure. So, you know, again, our original international terminal that we had at the airport was 1990s vintage um we've seen basically passenger traffic uh, almost quadruple through it and so as we looked at the forecast of what was coming forward you know you know again Houston's a vibrant market we've got about a hundred thousand people moving here on an annual basis and so um you know all the fortune 500 companies here it was one of those things that we recognized that we needed to um increase the capacity of an international terminal um so again that's going consist, to consist of kind of three components, three main components to it. So number one was refreshing the existing uh, gates that we that we have. Um, then we also went, we're gonna build, so our our, um, our our terminal right now just basically has a one concourse layout in it, uh, but we're gonna stick a, a perpendicular pier on it too. So that's in construction right now. So that's a six wide body um, capable um, concourse. So it will be three gates on each side that can be go to uh, 10, uh, domestic, I mean, so narrow body aircraft if, if we need it. Um, and then we also are gonna be redoing a central processor. So the, uh, existing terminal, the, the, the ticket hall area of it, basically in the, in the roadway system didn't work, uh, for the expanded capacity. So what we did is we tore down, uh, one of the garages in our terminal core, and we are building a new central processor. That's gonna be handling all our ticketing and, and baggage.
0: And so I was speaking with Houston International Airport Director Mario Diaz um, earlier, and he had mentioned that one of the issues that the airport was having was the sufficient curb space. How is the processor helping to provide proper circulation, particularly particularly during peak hour?
1: yeah so if you look at um where we're at right now um you know you've got a, a a terminal the the international terminal has this basically central just a single level roadway um so what we, we were able to realize is obviously for, for the capacity that we needed for growth we would not that that single roadway was not going to be able to, and that single level roadway was not going to be able to support that and so with the central processor we're going to have a two decked road um. so we have a, uh, you know again that upstairs uh, where you're going to go to ticketing and then the downstairs from a baggage claim perspective and pickups and so that's going to be a significant increase um, in the curb footage because from a roadway perspective um, you know you got to have the sufficient curbs because if you don't have sufficient curbs then your your traffic backs up to the roads and when it backs up on the roads that kind of bogs everything down um, so again this new facility is going to come with at least a 30 percent increase in curb space over what we've had uh, had in the past, um, and again, it's a much more efficient layout that's going to be laid out.
0: The design of the new D West Pier was driven by the need to simplify passenger flows for both domestic and international travelers. What does that mean for travelers, and what can folks look forward to?
1: So the new, um, so the, the concourse itself is going to be a is it's going to be a, a statement piece. Um, so we've got. Uh, it's a very large facility that's got, you know, again the uh, clear stories above. Uh, below the clear stories, this beautiful copper kind of um, roofing system that's in in the terminal. You'll be able to see that's got little different angled louvers throughout. It's going to let the light pour in. Um, it's got a huge feature wall along the one side where we, you know, get our. It's on the western side so that in the afternoon sun. Um, that feature wall helps, uh, you know, it gives you enough of the the visual outside, but then it helps, uh, you know, mitigate the heat load that we get here in Houston in the summer. Um, each gatehouse itself has its own uh, international artist that is going to design um, a, a basically some art installations from a welcome perspective um, so that when you come in, you know, again, we've got uh artists from Latin America in there that are going to be basically putting in these nice new gate installation artworks Um, the pier when you enter the pier has its own uh, signature art installation that's also going in um and then we've got a new um, food court that's going to go in there where the basically where the pier meets the existing terminal um so that itself will be a very you know signature kind of piece um, of architecture but then you also add that um, when you arrive internationally um, you're going to take uh, the 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 corridor into the FIS facility. Our FIS facility is already very nice, but then when you exit into the into the processor, the new central processor, um, it's a very substantial uh, statement piece also. So it's going to have a um, an oculus in it. So basically, we're going to have a huge skylight um, that comes in from the top of the building and goes all the way through the building to the basement, um, so that we can bring natural light all the way from the top to the bottom. Uh, in addition, that oculus has a um, very fancy LED, um, screen that goes around the Oculus, um, so that we would be able to do, um, you know, some pretty sophisticated graphics, um, to be able to, uh, you know, again, welcome people to Houston, give them that sense of place, uh, security checkpoint wise, um, they're going to have a 17 lane security checkpoint in the new, uh, central processor that is going to include all the m- modern, you know, uh, automated screening lanes and, and including the, the walkthrough, um, kind of uh, uh, metal detectors not the you know not the not the ones that you stand in you raise your arms and the thing rotates it's going to be you just basically walk through it um, so you know again a lot of a lot of things that are pretty unique and then also uh, there'll be another signature art piece uh, in the central processor.
0: so an issue that all airports face during construction is how to interrupt passenger flow and operations as little as possible. How did you mitigate that challenge and do you have any advice for other airports?
1: um so again there's always challenges when you're building um and and we have to the best mitigate you know so from a from from building the peer perspective um you know that was a little easier because of the fact that we kind of it was its own in in its own spot um so that kind of was segregated from the passenger experience and so the only way where that's kind of connected is where we tie it in the the food court um with the the regular terminal and so minor dust wall changes and stuff like that nothing too sophisticated on that um the the processor itself though and the re-, re refreshing of the terminal d existing was was a little more of an issue where we had to work through it so um the existing terminal d we worked through it um while the terminal was open so we did not close any gates um so we were able to be fully functional while we redid it um and and, and we it was you know we kind of had that industrial loft look for a little bit and so we had some you know again the lot of part of it, our dust signs because we were you know we were actively working in there but I think people were appreciative of the fact that we we, we you know we, we we did it in a way that a lot of the work was done overnight so when we would switch out our furniture or put in our 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 carpeting or anything that would really impact the customer experience we did that at nighttime a lot of the other stuff you know was up in the ceilings that we had to do a lot so again that was up in the nighttime uh, and then we had a section section of um the area that we did barricade off with a uh with some dust walls to kind of, you know, get a uh, full force in there uh, because of the fact that it was an area that was a little bit more surplus. So we we could we could we could spend a lot more effort in there. It wouldn't impact the traveler experience. When we talk about the processor itself, though, that was a little more impactful um, because what we did is uh, that what we did from the, the garage perspective is. So number one, we had to take down the existing garage that was there. And then also the processor sits on the site that was the former. Um, United Terminal E processor um, for Terminal E. And so what we had to do with that is basically um, all the people that are using Terminal E are processing in Terminal C. So in order for us to make that happen, we had to work with United Airlines um, to really increase the TSA and the baggage system capacity of Terminal C because it was basically functioning as holding two terminals in it um, you know, to be able to enable that. So that's that's been relatively successful because of the fact that we look at the um, customer wait times in there. And in general, you're, you're, you know, our goal is always under, you know, kind of 20, 22 minutes. Um, and we, in most periods, we're hitting that from a TSA wait time. Sometimes we do exceed that uh, in that terminal, but it is one of those things that we're, you know, again, trying to process two terminals through one. Um, but then we also, again, had the, uh um, our international arrivals was impacted too, and so that's basically where we're actually really working to mitigate, um, because of the fact that our, our international arrivals come out of the FIS facility there, and we put them on a temporary curb, and that temporary curb is is not the the best customer experience, uh, because of the fact that it's narrow and it's you know it's also happens to be at the exit of the uh, of our roadway system, and so when traffic kind of from a curb perspective gets Um, channeled in there. And we've got all the pickups and drop-offs that can slow traffic throughout the terminal core. And so the real solution to that is we have a really fantastic group of law enforcement officials that are out there really keeping the traffic flowing uh, to keep things moving.
0: So the United Airlines Terminal B redevelopment. Tell us, what can folks expect to see with that?
1: Um, so again, it's uh, it's going to be you know a, a, a re- replacement of of legacy infrastructure with brand new. So terminal B as it sits today, uh, it's 1969 uh, vintage. So that's the processor is 1969, and then on the north um, side of the the core, there's uh, original you know flight stations, the banjos, you know the circular ones that. Uh, are from back in the day and so those are completely outdated right now um, with 50 seat rj operations on there on the south side of the airfield there's a there was a more recent modernization of that where we basically put in a um, rj uh, gating complex but it, you know again it had uh, walk you know you, you had to walk uh, through a corridor to your gates and there was it was not jet jet bridge capable. So on the south side, they're going to upgrade that um, where those RJs, you know, gates are and, and turn those into more sophisticated, again, the, the, you know, t- tailored to the EMB 175 sized RJs and then jet bridge it um, so you get a better customer experience there. The north, though, they're going to completely remove and redo, um, so that'll be turned into a 22 gate, uh, two pier concept, um, be all brand new facilities there um and so that again will be a a big improvement over what what currently sits there uh additionally they're going to redo the processor uh because the processor right now is too small won't won't be able to support the load so they're basically going to take a surface parking lot that is adjacent to the processor and build out more processor uh uh, area and then additionally they're going to significantly increase the uh, curb frontage that we've got for the terminals and then we're also going to change the roadway flow. Um, So right now, all traffic from Terminal B um, has to go all the way around past Terminal A. Um, And so what we're going to do is we're going to put a cut through in there. So that basically Terminal B traffic is its own thing. And it doesn't have to loop everybody past Terminal A. So we'll get a little bit of benefit on the roadways um, from doing that also. Um, So again, all that uh, fun and excitement is going to cost us and United about $2.55 billion um but you know again it's one of those things that we're super excited about because it it's a very needed project um, the other thing that united is also adding into that facility is a um, a new united club and and it's going to be the largest united club in their system so again wanting to make sure that we upgrade those 1969 facilities to the most modern that we can get and add the amenities that the passengers want
0: so the new processor building that will connect Terminal D and Terminal E is expected to be fully operational by 2025, correct? Correct. When can folks look forward to um, Terminal B's uh, completion?
1: Yeah, so that that's really going to kick off in construction of like second week in January over here. So we're going to get through the holidays, and at that point, they're going to take down those north flight stations uh, and start demoing them. Uh, total construction on, on that terminal B project is supposed to be done in the second half of 2026.
0: Okay, exciting.
1: Oh, they're, they're very eager and and ready to roll.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, as you mentioned, this is the largest United club. Um, can you give us a little bit more details? What, what are we looking at size wise?
1: You know, I don't have the the specifics on it yet because I think we're still kind of finalizing design on it. But uh, again, they they understand that it's going to be you know again a, a a you know they're 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 wanting to do the terminal. They realize that you know how important that club is to your premium travelers, and so they're gonna they're gonna maximize um, that club to make sure that uh, it provides the capacity that they need and the amenities that they need in it.
0: Sure. Well, Jim, there's a lot to look forward to, and I want to thank you again for joining us to uh, fill us in on what's happening and when we can expect to see some of these exciting projects.
1: Yeah, super excited to, to to you know kind of talk about this, but again, it kind of just you know highlights the fact of how much work we have in front of us. We didn't sure. even mention we didn't even mention Hobby and the projects we're doing there, or Ellington the projects we're doing there. So yeah, we got plenty going on here, that's for sure.
0: Well, it sounds like we're gonna have to have you back, definitely. <laughs> Sounds good. Thanks again for listening to today's podcast. Stay up to date on industry news, current issues, and information specifically for airports, airport operations, FBOs, and airport-based business by subscribing to Airport Business Daily Newsletter. And as always, please continue to visit aviationpros.com.